Good evening. I'm Chris Lee of Southeastern 14, joined by Blake Lovell. If you're catching this live, we are wrapping up SEC basketball action from Saturday. What a, what a day it was in the SEC. We're going to get into anything and everything, maybe even take some questions at the end of it. A reminder, this is brought to you by our friends at Online. It is playoff time. The usual suspects are heading to Vegas for the championship. Our partner, BetOnline, is your number one source for football odds, stats, trends, and lines with everything from point spreads to hundreds of bets on everything from the coin toss to the color of Gatorade. BetOnline is your number one source for your championship wagering. Head to BetOnline. Join today to get in on all the action. BetOnline, the game starts here. Like we had a crazy day in the SEC today. We got South Carolina tied with Alabama at the top of the SEC standings. Auburn falling off the pace. Alabama, of course, staying in the hunt with 109 points today. South Carolina recovering from a lackluster first half to, to blow Vanderbilt out in the second half. We had Kentucky falling to Gonzaga. Three home losses in a row for Kentucky. That's never happened in the history of Rupp Arena. We've got... Texas A&M blowing out Tennessee as we speak in the second half. We got Mississippi State leading Missouri, and we had Georgia almost knocking off Arkansas in Fayetteville, but not quite because that's the way Georgia season's going. And I may or may not have broken my coccyx, so it's been a day here at Southeastern 14. So what you're saying is nothing's happened in the SEC <clears throat> right? <laughs> on Saturday. Um, yeah, obviously Texas A&M, Tennessee still going. We'll talk about that game later. We are going to kind of give a couple thoughts on each of these games. Um, so if you guys have your usual questions, comments, all that, we may save some of them for uh, later in the live stream. Uh, but as always, if you want to make sure we don't miss your comment and or question, give us a super chat. You can do that uh, by hitting that little heart button, the dollar sign, whatever it is, and uh, leave us a super chat. And we will guarantee we can get to your question then if you do that. So, uh, all right. <laughs> What a what a day! Don't go on. The I don't road even know what the headline is, Blake. Do you? I, I do. mean, I I could name four things and make a make an equal case for any of them. Don't okay. don't be a top fifteen team and go on the road. You can be a top yeah. sixteen team, but don't be a top fifteen team. Alabama sixteen, they can go on the road and they're fine. But don't be a top fifteen team because <laughs> Auburn went to Florida and got just thrashed. Um, Tennessee is just getting thrashed by Texas A and M right now. And let me just go ahead and give you a little preview of my thoughts on this game. If Texas A&M's hitting 10 threes, look out because yeah. they're going to beat a lot of people. Um, but yeah, it's just, we, what did they start? I don't remember what the number was, but just, yeah, if they're hitting that many threes, yeah. Waito's hitting five, five in games. the first 10 minutes. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, sometimes it's not your night. And uh, for the Vols, that may be this one right here. It was just a, I don't know. I don't know why Max and I picked Tennessee because we, I think we said everything to say we should pick A and M and then we picked Tennessee um, because it just felt like a bad spot. Just, and we, we usually are pretty good about calling those bad spot games, which we said was going to be the case for Auburn uh, in that game against Florida. But um, yeah, I don't know what the, the main headline would be. I think it's just, you know, Florida's continuing their ascent up the, the SEC ladder here, which we all kind of thought would happen. Um, South Carolina still streaking. Uh, they have won yet again. And as Brett points out in the comments, just like we all predicted, and specifically here at Southeastern 14, before the season started, we said, Chris, 11 games in, it's going to be Alabama and South Carolina at the top. Did we not? 
That's exactly how we called it. I thought that's what we said. I may be wrong, but somebody can give us another quote uh, if not. But um, yeah, here here we are, though. And obviously, yes, both teams have two losses at the moment. Uh, Looks like Tennessee may be heading towards a third loss. So likely will be those two sitting atop. Alabama has the tiebreaker by virtue of beating South Carolina. But still wild to look at this and, um, yeah, see kind of where we are right now. So. Okay, what was the most unpredictable thing that happened today? Like, I don't think it was totally out of the question that Auburn could lose at Florida or that Tennessee could lose at A&M. But how it happened, I, I, I really thought Kentucky would get it right today against a Gonzaga team that had not had, not had any wins of significance with Kentucky having lost two in a row. I, I mean, there was just a lot of stuff that the way that games went down today – was kind of a shocker to me. All right. So we, we usually go in order, but I'm going to, I'm going to break the rule here because we're not going to go in order. We're going to talk about this game first. Okay. We're going to talk about the Zags in Kentucky real quick. Um, we will get to every game guys. So we will get to your team. I promise we'll go a little bit into each game. Now, some of these, let's call it what it is. There's been quite a few blowouts so far, so we may not spend as much time as we usually do on some of these games, but we also want to get to your questions. Um, I go back to something I said not long ago, Chris. And the more I look at it now, the more I, I feel pretty strongly about it. For starters, there may have been something to your defensive efficiency uh, numbers. Now, I you know I don't like to admit that, but there may have been something to your this concerns. It's a hard day for you. It's, it's very tough. Um, but <laughs> I, there's something else I said about Kentucky, and I don't remember when I said it, but I said, if Kentucky's going to be a team that can make a run, if they're going to really do good things the rest of the way, I said, the the key is two things. And the more importantly is two players. <laughs> I said, they need every game. They need Antonio Reeves and Trey Mitchell to be at the top of their game. And yes, the defense is the biggest problem. I mean, they're, they're 121 now. Like, think about that. We were, we were having this discussion when they were in the low the 90s. Three seven footers. <laughs> yeah. So, but that's that's my bigger thing is I think we're starting to see this play out a little bit. If if those two guys are not playing and or having a great game, I just think it's going to be tough. And somebody, I think it was pointed out on the, the show today or the show, the game um, that, you know, it's just you're missing an older guy and for a Kentucky team that does not have many older guys. So if you take one of those guys out of the mix like Trey Mitchell, sure, they they could withstand it at Vanderbilt. Right. Vanderbilt's not very good. But when you're playing a team, sure, this isn't the Zags team of recent years, but it's still a team that's pretty good. And what did they do? Like, they just sort of did exactly what we said they were going to do in the preview. We said they're not going to take a lot of threes. (laughs) They're going to pound the ball inside. They're going to just try to, you know, force it in there and test Kentucky's interior defense. And that's exactly what they did. Um, And, yeah, so I just – I think that's it for me, man. And and I know again, it's I'm not using an excuse here. DJ Wagner only played three minutes, or excuse me, 13 minutes, only had three points in this game. Wasn't really much of a factor. Not to have Mitchell on the floor. Yeah, like you're relying on a lot of underclassmen at that point, and you're just hoping that Antonio Reeves can use that experience to bring everybody up. Uh, but I, they've got to have they've got to have both those guys on the stretch run if they're going to have success. I just I really think that's one of the keys. Now that's not everything, but they can have Reese and Mitchell on the floor if they're going to win games against good teams, I think. 
we did a mailbag Friday, and I, I'm not going to rehash the whole discussion, but one of the questions was, and we spent about 15 minutes on, I think it's worth going back and listening to the conversation about why Kentucky has fallen off the last few years. And I think one thing we, the main thing we ended up hitting on was just lack of, of cohesive experience, having the same guys playing with each other, you know, year to year. Uh, and we mentioned Tennessee and Auburn being teams that had a lot of guys that had played with each other three or four years. And even the next group of teams that were above Kentucky in the SEC, maybe they hadn't played together, but they were older. And I just think that that matters more in college basketball. And it just feels like the situation is getting worse for Kentucky than better. Now, look, I, I still stand by what I have said for a while. Ask me again in a couple of weeks about this team because I think you can you could see this team get it together late February and make something of its season but with every passing game that seems a lot less likely Blake here's their schedule that's what I think I really think about here <laughs> like they play Ole Miss on Tuesday at home then they got to go to Auburn and LSU after that and you know the rest of their road games at Auburn at LSU at Mississippi State at Tennessee I think right now there's a good chance they lose at least three of those, right? I think there's a good chance they lose at Auburn, at Mississippi State, at Tennessee, because of the way those teams play. I mean, they could lose at LSU if you get the, you know, the first half LSU today, and really the LSU for a majority of the second half till Alabama just did what Alabama does. Um, so I don't know. I whew. they're six and four. Obviously, they wasn't an SEC game, so you're not you don't drop a game there, but. I, I'm not sure. I mean, they've got to get Trey Mitchell back. That's all I know. Yeah. Uh, and I know people were like, well, he hadn't played well before that. Well, it's clear that if the reason he wasn't playing he was well, hurt. because he was hurt. So uh, yeah. they, they got to have him back because they got to have somebody inside that's older. Um, and they just don't have that right now. And you saw that was, I, I said to him, like, man, we talked about it in the preview. I was probably a little more worried about this game than you and Max may have been. I said, my, my problem is Mark Few's going to have a game plan. And he's going to go in there, and he is going to exploit the weaknesses. And if Trey Mitchell doesn't play, we know exactly what he's going to do. Like, he is going to take that ball and take it inside every single time they can. And the Zags just bumped him around, used the physicality. And, I mean, look, maybe – let me go back up the comments here. I mean, maybe Blake's right. I mean, Blake's usually right, Chris. Blake's usually right. Um, South Carolina may have just broke Kentucky. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, they were still having issues before that, but South Carolina may have just been the – you know, the, the final final one there, but I don't know. Yeah, I want to see how it goes with Mitchell, but my good here's the thing. I, I had not even considered this until today. Ken Palm's got Kentucky going 10 and 8 in the SEC. Yeah. And 10 and 8 will make the NCAA tournament. But what if this is just a disastrous finish? I mean, I don't know what the chances are of Kentucky missing the tournament. They're not good. But I mean, I think they're they're probably on the table is at least a five or 10 percentage point play here. Don't you think? I mean, I, I have no idea where this is going to go next. It could, it could go a lot of directions, but I, that is one thing that had never entered my mind till we're sitting here doing this right now. Well, okay. So let's just, we'll quickly do this and then we'll move on to the next game. I think there's a good segue into another game here, but okay. If you look at their remaining schedule, all right, they've got eight games left in the sec. Their home games are against Ole Miss, Alabama, Arkansas, Vanderbilt. They should go at least three and one there. Alabama will be tricky. 
road games, like I said, at Auburn, at LSU, at Mississippi State, at Tennessee. I think there's a decent chance to go one and three in those. So, you know, if they finish four and four, yeah, that's 10 and eight. So um, I just have a hard – and something else, like the little things. I think this was a team, like in this game, just the little things. They, they just could not do well enough. You know, whether it's just it, – I mean, look, you're not going to kind of look at it from that standpoint of Reed Shepard making the pass at the end there. Like that's just one of those things where if he throws a little bit higher, who knows. Um, you know, there was some miscommunication on a play down the stretch. I don't remember the exact sequence, but – just it's those kind of things that add up in these games against good teams. And so, yeah, like they're just, they're struggling to get those done. Even the Florida game, right? Like the, they lose that one in overtime. They're like, it should have never got to overtime. It's just all those things add up. Um, yeah. And I mean, look, Travis brings up, sure. You, you have to factor in the injuries. There will be other fan bases that don't like Kentucky that will say, Oh, you know, it's an excuse or whatever, but injuries are part of the game. When you take out one of your two old guys on the roster, you don't have a lot of room for error. Uh, when you do that so yeah it's just um it's not ideal so yeah justin you called it the los angeles cats is the the sweatshirt that i'm wearing here uh, the los angeles ram wildcats that's uh, i had to wear my blue right because everybody knows i'm a i'm a kentucky fan so some people aren't going to get that i'm not a kentucky fan guys we, we get accused of being kentucky fans tennessee fans like we've been accused of every fan base we have so except for maybe Vanderbilt. Um, but there are reasons for that. Uh, all right. So let's go on to what else do we have? Here? Oh, hey, actually, one, one more to, thing, yeah, ra- wrapping up one note. I talked about Kentucky potentially missing tournament. And, and this is starting to get a little problematic for the cats. Kentucky. I don't know if the quads you know, sometimes the quads change overnight. Sometimes a team drops in and out of a quad, but Kentucky is now by my count, two and five in quad one games. It's got a loss in quad two. It's got a loss in quad three. It is four and two on the road, but the, the wins of note, North Carolina neutral, that's a good one. That's a great one. A win at Florida and a win over Mississippi State team that's probably in the tournament, but it's not a not a lock. So there you go. Kentucky would definitely be in today, but that's, that's the lay of the land as we get through Saturday night. Yeah. Well, something else. Papa Smurf on Twitter. I brought up Papa Smurf before. Gra- asked great questions. Has great comments. Uh, sent me a reply on Twitter. I told him I'd bring it up here on the show. He had three questions. Has Calipari lost interest? Has Calipari done enough this year to justify his pay scale? Uh, which I think Sam just had a comment on that. Um, but I'll let you guys read that for yourselves. And maybe Papa Smurf wants to know, does he want out of Lexington? Does Cal want out of there? Um, so... There's a lot of questions there. I, look, we, we talked about, I want to tell you guys this, like we had a very lengthy discussion about Cal and the state of the Kentucky program in our mailbag episode we did on Friday. It's wild that we kind of went into all the things that I think people are probably going to be talking about after this game. And so if you want to watch that, we did, we probably talked about it for 20 plus minutes. Um, you know, that was the, the largest portion of our, our mailbag. Um, so we, we had a pretty in-depth discussion about kind of has the SEC caught up to Cal, which I think it clearly has, uh, with everybody else getting, you know, Alabama's won multiple championships. I mean, you know, Auburn's made a Final Four. Arkansas has had NCAA tournament success. Tennessee still winning a lot of games. Um, you know, A&M's been right there. I mean, there's just a lot of teams that are that are doing good things out there. So, 
yeah, I mean, it's that, you know, Chris, the talk's only going to heat up. You lose three, three straight home games at Kentucky and you're getting paid what Cal's getting paid. Look out. So, um, anyways, all right, we'll get, if any, anyone else wants to talk about Kentucky, we'll get back to that a little bit later on. Let's quickly run some of these other games real quick. Um, actually, I'm gonna, sorry, Auburn fans. I know you're here, but we got to talk about it. Uh, Florida 81, Chris is Florida Gators. Chris is not wearing his Florida, uh, sweatshirt because, um, you know, I think he's washing it right now. He got too sweaty watching the game earlier. He was a little too excited. So he threw it in the washer, uh, is the way I, I heard, but, the Gators just took it to Auburn here. And um, I, I said it, this was very predictable. I mean, I, I didn't think it'd be as one-sided as it was, but, you know, Max and I said in the preview we did, I, I just thought this was the predictable outcome here in terms of Auburn's coming off the huge high. Florida has had a week off. And by the way, I just want to let everybody know, I don't know if you saw the stat I put out on Twitter, but the midweek teams are not, or the, the teams that had the midweek off this season in the SEC. They're now five and one in mid. So if you had the full week off, the you know the Tuesday or Wednesday off, you played Saturday, played again the next Saturday. Teams have won five, lost one. You know who the one loss was, yeah, as Vanderbilt to Tennessee, which Tennessee had also off in the midweek that week, so they had to play each other. Somebody had to lose. It was Vanderbilt. So hey, for all you teams, and there's quite a few I think that have uh, the week off coming up, uh, and so congratulations because it's probably going to work out well for you based on what we've seen to this point. But, Chris, thoughts on your Florida Gators dominating the Auburn Well, you know what I think about Florida and how many weapons it has? And the one thing we've been saying all year is the one guy that we thought would be the best player on this team has had a really subpar season per expectations. But guess who scored 22 points today? Riley Kugel. After scoring 12 against A&M and that loss on Saturday. Now, look, Riley Kugel has done this before. He has had back-to-back double-digit games, a couple other points in this season, and it, it, it didn't just didn't materialize from there. But Florida's just got so many weapons, it's going to take the pressure off him. And if he can put together a couple more like that, th- this is a team that's an NCAA tournament caliber team without that from him. But, boy, if you get it, that's a team that could play a few games in the tournament. Yeah, I mean, he had 22. Clayton had 20. Pullen had 19. This is the reason we were so high on Florida coming into the season. Like, we, when we talked them up, we're like, man, they could have one of the most dynamic, entertaining guard groups in the entire SEC. And now that you see it play out the way that it is right now with the way they're playing, there's no question about it. <laughs> like, these guys are – they've got it. And I think it's like one of those things where even a game like this, like they get more offensive rebounds. We talked about that too. Remember, we always talk about how great A&M is from an, an offensive rebounding standpoint, but it's like people just forget about, <laughs> and they forget about Florida and how great they are uh, in that category. And so it's like, you know, one of those things where they get 16 offensive rebounds in this game. Um, they didn't take a ton of threes, which, you know, Kugel hits three of them. Clayton hits three of them. That worked out just fine. But this was just, like I said, from the start, you knew which way this thing was going. Like, you knew this was going to be all about Florida. Like, they started hot. Auburn just could not match it. And it just was never, right? I mean, what Florida was up almost 30, 29. With, 29. Um, yeah, with like 14 minutes left in the second half. Auburn never led in the game. And, again, that just kind of is one of those scripted things where you're just like, man, this felt like, 
the, the way it was going to play out. Um, just based on Auburn coming off the high, Florida really needing this game. Because what was the thing we knocked Florida about all year until they beat Mississippi State? Then they won at Kentucky. We said they got to win big games. And if they want to make the NCAA tournament, they need those. And I kept trying to figure out why they're still not closer than they are. Um, but after this, they're going to be a lot closer than they were before. So, um, yeah, because they were like considered one of the last four in somewhere in that range before this game. They're solidly um, in after today. Yeah, they're in right now. So now you're in the point where you're trying to play your way out and you don't want to do that, which if you look at the remaining games, that's where it gets interesting for Florida. I think five, yeah, five of their last eight games are going to come against LSU, Georgia, Vanderbilt twice, and Missouri. So, like, those are all going to do what? <laughs> those are all going to hurt your resume. Uh, so you don't want that to happen. Um, and so, yeah, but they got Alabama twice. So two two big opportunities there. But yeah. you don't want to be able to kind of, you know, send your resume going the wrong direction with losses to those teams. So that's something to keep in mind. Well, their their computer numbers are so strong that if they just notch one or two of those and don't stub a toe against a Vandy or somebody like that, they'll be in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on the Auburn side of things, because we didn't really bring them up, but um <laughs> by the way, let's get get to the super chats from the other Blake here. We got we got three Blakes going on. We gotta keep up. Um Pain. Yeah, just pain. Blake, we we appreciate you chiming in as always. You also another five dollar super chat. Ten dollars in total super chats here from Blake. Uh Florida played great. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Auburn came out jacking threes early, like they were good at that. Never attacked the basket. I will say it, you know, overall in Auburn's defense, they only wound up shooting 16, which I'm okay with that number. Uh, like I said, I don't think they need to be shooting 25 a game, but they only had three of them. Um, and remember, they didn't they couldn't make a free throw worth anything. They shot 54% from the free throw line, 14 to 26. So, yeah, this was – I honestly – I'll be honest, Blake. I think this is way more than just the game plan. Like, this was just just a, a bad spot. Like, bad you just spot. came out – you ran into a buzzsaw here where Florida had a lot on the line. Um, they really needed this win. And so, yeah, you just got a team that had a week to prepare. Todd Golden knows Bruce Pearl, as we know. And, like, it's just one of those things matchup-wise where Florida took advantage. So, yeah, that, that was such an emotional game inside of Neville. That team was up for that game and it had the home crowd. It got a Florida team that had come off a heartbreaking loss by one point. That was if you if you believe in setups, that was that was sort of on a tee for the Gators today. Yeah. Big one for Florida. If we look at the upcoming schedules for these teams, this is that Florida hosts LSU on Tuesday. They go to Georgia next Saturday. Auburn, meanwhile, the big game against South Carolina. On Wednesday, then they host Kentucky. So two straight home games for Auburn. That'll be nice for them to get to come back and play two big games this uh, upcoming week, South Carolina and Kentucky. By the way, Kentucky, or Tennessee's made this a 12-point game here, folks. Mm. Let's not get too, um, you know, let's not get too carried away just yet. Uh, so we'll see how this game finishes. But additional thoughts on Auburn and Florida, let us know in the comments. Be civil, everyone. Be civil in the comments. Civil. All right, let's move to the next one. Uh, who we want to talk about next? Let's talk about mm, the Gamecocks. 75-60 winners over the Vanderbilt Commodores. And, yeah, um, you know, the story continues for the Commodores here. But the Gamecocks, the story also continues for them, Chris, because they are still streaking. They have won seven in a row now. No one's getting to whatever, 70 points on this team. Um, it's, it's just wild to think they played 11 SEC games 
Only two teams have scored more than 69 points against them. That is something. They have figured out what works, and they are just going right at it. And, man, they just execute the game plan, execute the game plan. And guess what, Chris? That's all about coaching. You got to have a coach to put you in the spots you need to be in, execute the game plan. It's all working out very well for the Gamecocks. 21-3, and 9-2 and two in the SEC right now. The thing that I pointed out about South Carolina – is that there is a big disconnect between the computers and which determine a lot of seating and things like that. And the, what I'm watching. And and again, the two things are that this team can just grind you to a halt. It it could slow you down. It can get teams out of rhythm. And the other thing is Colin Murray boils because he is a different guy. This last three games and whatever's built into the algorithms. He's gone 16 and 9, 16, and 10, and now he goes for 31. I'm sorry, he goes 16 and 5, 16 and 9, and now 31 and 7 today. 14 of 17 from the field. We said early in the season, Carolina had a big four. Now now it's big five. And the and, and the fifth one might might be the second best one on the team at this point. I'm, I'm not I'm not gonna put him ahead of Talon Cooper just yet, but my goodness, the way he's playing. Yeah. I mean, this is a good point. Like SEC freshman of the year. Who do who do we all vote for? I'm trying to remember. Who who was the vote? When we, we did our I had Reed Shepard and I, I did case closed. Okay. Wow. Well, it's not case closed anymore, is it? Well, hang um, hang on a minute. How how far I mean, because we have to wait the whole season to some degree, do we not? I get it. look if it, I don't know how the if, SEC if you want to say who's the best freshman right now, it's it's Colin Murray Boyles. Well, yeah, it just of course. Depends on how you want to arrive at the at the definition of the award, and I think right. the whole he, season has to count some. He he's only played twenty or more minutes since January the ninth. So every game before that, he missed the first six games. He he played ten or fewer minutes in four of those first five games he played in. So yeah, like if you're waiting the full season, I get it. I mean that's just yeah. He's probably not going to win it with that. But, um, yeah, like it's, it is one of those things now where you look at it and it's like, I mean, who's, who's better than him right now? Like he is just, he's something right now. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's kind of, I'll get back to your comment in a minute, Sam. I still accidentally pulled it up. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just look at what he's doing right now, right? I mean, the efficiency too. Think about that. I, I'm not good at adding, Chris, as you know, but, I'm going to try to add this on the fly. Is he 29 of 37 from two in his last three games? Yes, he is. 14 of 17, 8 of 11, 7 of 9. Think about that in the SEC. Now, yeah, he's played Georgia, Ole Miss, Vanderbilt. Who cares? Like, it's still, it's just not easy to do that. Like, it's been so wild uh, with this. And, He's just, yeah, he's fantastic. So and, and five talks. or six of the line from the line for for good measure. He's got the second highest offensive rating on the team now per Ken Palm. That's behind Cooper, who's got a one thirty three. That's that's incredible. Mister Murray, Murray Boyles is at one twenty two now. That's that's outstanding. He's got six straight games with a steal. He's assisting everywhere. I mean, he's got assists. He's had two back to back games with a two one two block one block. Um, yeah, he's doing everything. So, 
he's just, yeah, he is, he's something. I, look, we talk about how hard it is to beat Auburn at that arena, but man, we'll talk about that matchup this week. That's going to be something in terms of the styles yes. and seeing what South Carolina can do against Auburn. Uh, just given again, having to play on the road in the SEC, as we said, it's, it's a dangerous thing. Ask, you know, Tennessee and Auburn today. Um, although Tennessee's made this a little bit more of a grind here, but um, yeah, like it's just, I mean, the Gamecocks look ahead. Let's start, let's start playing the look ahead game. Cause I've been telling you guys for about two weeks now, we finally got on board with South Carolina a while back, but they're not going anywhere in this SEC title race. They are, they're at Auburn, going to be tough. They host LSU at Ole Miss at Texas A&M. I think those are both winnable road games for South Carolina, the way they play defense. Now, if A&M shoots threes like this, it's going to be tough. But South Carolina, as we said, is a team that is not really allowing teams to shoot a lot of threes. Remember that number I gave you? How many did Vanderbilt shoot today? 15. They just don't let you shoot. Like, they don't give yeah. you the opportunity to find good shots on the perimeter. And so, Boy, that, and they got some wide open looks themselves today. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's just, so I'm looking down the schedule. They still got Florida. They still got Tennessee, but knowing you get Florida and Tennessee at home, you got to go on the road. All the road games are tough. I will say that at Auburn, Ole Miss, Texas A&M, Mississippi state, the chances of them winning the majority of those by the law of average is probably going to be difficult. But here's the thing. If they take care of business at home and they only lose two of those road games, they're 14 wins, right? So yeah. we said we think 14 is probably the number. Someone asked this earlier. Um, Chris, I think, asked it. Yeah, what record do we see winning the league? I think we we said in the mailbag that 14 we thought would do it. Now, that may lead to a two-way tie or something. Um, but I'm not sure after today, Chris, because if Tennessee and Auburn both losing, right, they're both dropping to three losses. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. It's uh, It's going to be interesting with South Carolina. Even if they lose at Auburn, I think they've still got an interesting stretch to at least stay right in the the, the race. So, yeah. Yeah, no, we, we just talked about Auburn being in a bad spot today. Auburn's about to turn the tables because I, I don't think I would want to face an angry Bruce Pearl and Neville after that today. So, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 the next one, there's a chance it might not be pretty, but man, I look down the rest of the schedule, there's not a game on there that they can't win. Yeah. Um, you know, but, it, it felt like for a while Ole Miss was invincible in Oxford. I don't feel like that anymore. Uh, yeah. Some of the teams, some of the road games at AM, Mississippi State, I feel like those are teams that, that they can maybe beat those teams at their own game because nobody plays that style better than Carolina does right now. Yeah. Good point here. Although, too. although AM, AM was one, and, and we'll get to them in a minute, uh, that the Aggies are starting to get it together. Well, good point here. Misha Johnson's even not play as well, and they're still yeah. been fine. So, yeah, another win for the Gamecocks. I said twenty-one and three now. Um, yeah, they're 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 in a good spot. All right, we're gonna do this one next, and then we're gonna kind of speed up a little bit on some of these guys because some of these were a bit one-sided. Uh, Alabama one hundred nine, LSU ninety-two. Chris sends a text and said, "I stepped away for five minutes. All of a sudden, Alabama's got a hundred plus points." I'm like, Chris, that's just what Alabama does. You step away yeah. for a couple minutes and they just go on a score and run. And all of a sudden you look up and they got 109. Um, I, this was a, this is a great game. Like the first half, like you're thinking, man, you know, LSU, like matching the body blows from Alabama. This is a high scoring game. This thing's going to get wild. And then what did Alabama do? They did what they usually do. Like, it's just, they just pull away from you. And it winds up being a 17 point game here. Uh, you know, and you're looking up again where I think it was, 
where did it get to? It was a two-point game. Actually, no, LSU. LSU was actually ahead for, I think, 75, 74, something like that for just a spell. LSU was up 73-72 with nine and a half minutes to go. From there, Alabama just took off. Um, Yeah, I mean, it just took off. What else you saying? But but remember, so what did I just say? LSU was up 73-72 with nine and a half to go at the three and a half mark. Alabama was up 182. <laughs> I mean, it's just ridiculous what this team can do. So, oh my. Um, yeah. So I mean, it's just what else do you say here about the tide? Uh, the, I mean, I don't, I don't even know what to add. Like they scored 109 points again. Like they're just, they're doing this and seven boy, times LSU, been over a hundred. Well, but against LSU though, they showed the stat where like Nate Oates and that, like, but since he's been there, they've scored a hundred plus against LSU. I think what three, four times now, something like that. Um, yeah. Like they just, they hit you. They, they shot 44 threes. They hit 18 of them. Nobody's beating them if they're doing that on the road. Like it's just, it's not happening. And so 25 assists, I always keep pointing that out. Like they just, they see the floor so well. They pass the ball very well. They had 19 offensive rebounds. LSU only got six offensive rebounds out of this game. Um, Will Baker had a great first half. They adjusted. Alabama did defensively. He didn't do anything in the second half. Um, Jalen Cook, I thought, was really good in this game uh, for LSU. But you just look on the other side. Like Reitzel comes out, hits some big threes early, winds up hitting six for the game. Sears hits four for the game. Griffin hits four. Estrada hits two. Um, I don't know, man. This is just what Alabama does. And so they're the front runner for reasons because they just they're so hard to stop. You just can't slow them down when they get going. Did you see how many shots they took today? What was it? Um 81 shots 81. from the floor and 17 from the foul line for good measure. LSU only had what 60 shots from what I'm seeing here. So yeah. If you outshoot the other team by 20 or more, you're in good shape. So, but here's the other go. thing what's what's the one thing that's their Achilles heel on offense? Alabama? Mm-hmm. Turnovers? Yeah, they only had eight, didn't they? Eight of them today. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, a good point here by Chris, too. I, I mean, yeah, like we, we've talked about him this season and, you know, we have some fun like in our fantasy draft. Like, should you draft him? Should we not draft him? Well, we're like, some games he scores, sometimes he doesn't. Uh, but of course you like think back to the LSU. He must, he must love to play LSU because now he's 11 of 19 from three against LSU in the two games this year. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, Pringle, somebody else who it's just Alabama when they got everybody clicking, man, they are just, they're, they're something. Um, and I, I'll just say it like, that's why I kept being really high on Alabama when they had five losses. I'm like, you can see it. It's there. Um, yeah, I mean, Hal also brings up like Wrightsell had a double double, right? How many rebounds he have? Uh, had ten. Yeah, four assists too. So Alabama's got all their guards playing well. Um, that's that's something. Um, so yeah, Nelson defensively, I think that's a decent point, Brad. About that's something that's going to have to improve. I and mean, we we talked about that, didn't we? We said if Alabama defensively yeah. that the issues they've had have been against teams that have had really yes. good big men with good skill moves. Um, and yeah, that was Will Baker put on a show in the first half, but they adjusted and uh, yeah, they, they took advantage of it in the second half. So Alabama, they, if we look ahead for them, because they are also sitting with South Carolina, Alabama gets the week off. So they don't play again until Texas A&M at home next Saturday. So that's a good spot. 
numbers wise to be in. Then they play Florida the following. So Alabama's schedule, this is why you get a little hesitant about Alabama, maybe, is because their schedule remaining is Ooh. probably one of the toughest wow. out there from the um in terms of the front runners. Host AM, host Florida, then they're at Kentucky, at Ole Miss, host Tennessee, at Florida before they host Arkansas to finish the season. So, you know, three home games, three road games in there. Uh, but you know, it's just Right now, you're going to feel really good about Alabama winning the home games, even if it is A&M, Florida, Tennessee. Uh, the road games, I think with the way they play offense, they can beat Ole Miss on the road. They'll be favoring that game. Kentucky, <laughs> listen, if Kentucky doesn't play better defense, Alabama might put up 109 on them. So That's going to be know. an NBA all-star game is what that's going to be. <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'd be a little concerned about that one uh, if I'm a Kentucky fan, for sure. Like, that's a home game, but what does that mean anymore, right? Like, they've lost three in a row there. So, yeah, if again, it's just if Alabama plays like this, there's nobody. I'm not sure anybody left on their schedule is going to beat them. <laughs> you know? But you can't guarantee it's going to happen every night. But, um, yeah, I, I, there's, here's a good point. I think Florida's one of those teams that matchup-wise, yes. you will be a little worried about. Yeah, the Gators, and they got them twice, so. The Gators could be one that may wind up being the, the thorn in the side, perhaps. We'll see if that's the case for the Crimson Tide. Um, so, yeah. But uh, All right. Nothing else to add on that one. We will get back to it. So we wrap up with your questions and comments here in a minute, guys. But Arkansas 78, Georgia 75. Georgia fans, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Okay. You want to know why you lost this game? Because there was someone. You're going to blame me, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> there was someone in the text thread who said, I think Georgia's finally got a game where they're going to be able to pull this thing out. One of these close games that Georgia just cannot seem to win. I think this is the one. And what did I respond, Chris? I responded with four. Was it? I remember four words. I said, I'm not convinced yet. <laughs> and it <laughs> looks like uh, there was right. a reason I wasn't convinced because. Yeah, they, they couldn't do it. Uh, I mean, look, Georgia got off to a, what was it, 0 for 11, I think, from three to start the game, something like that. And that's what I just kept going back to is like, man, they're just, they're too streaky offensively. That's what worried me about this team. Uh, and they wind up four of 18 from three. They got to the free throw line quite a bit, which is not always something that happens um, there. They shot it well from inside. But I'll be like, the more I look at this game, I'm just thinking like, <laughs> I still am not exactly sure how Arkansas won, right? Like this is one of those games where you just like, you can watch this 10 times. You're just thinking, I, I don't know. Like this was just one of those games where somebody, you know, kind of had to win. This thing was going back and forth there for a bit. Uh, but Arkansas able to kind of pad that lead a little bit in the second half. And then finally it goes down to the stretch. Like you said, thinking Georgia may be able to pull this one out, but Arkansas just made more plays. And um, yeah, I mean, for the hogs, if anything, it's nice to get another win, right? You've won two of three now. When's the last time they've done that? In two months. So you'll take it. Well, it's not a not a great outside shooting team, but I just thought when they needed a big play, Ellis and Mark and yeah, um, Mitchell just made big plays in the paint. It felt like Georgia would get a bucket, tie it, go ahead a little bit, and one of those guys would answer, and then that was just kind of how it went down. Yeah. I mean, there's not a whole lot this means for either team. I mean, Georgia, I think we talked about it. They have a path to the NCAA tournament. I think this is these are the kind of games like if you just don't win these, you're not even in the discussion anymore. They dropped to four and seven in the SEC, 14 and 10 overall. Um, I thought 
Demery played well. It finished with 19 points. Um, you know, Hill got most of his done from the free throw line, but it's just like you said, I, I think Georgia just needs that extra, extra punch offensively. Um, and then of course for Arkansas, they've still got a, yeah, I mean, they're three and seven, the sec, they're nowhere near the NCAA tournament right now. Um, so yeah, these are just kind of two teams that we'll see. I mean, Arkansas gets Tennessee at home on Wednesday. So that's an interesting one just coming out of it. I mean, I guess, cause remember Tennessee's going to be coming off of this game here and we'll see how it finishes, but you know, so that's kind of, is that a bounce back spot for Tennessee having to go now back on the road again? Um, it's going to be tough, but, and then you look on the other side, Georgia, what do they have coming up next? I think they got the, yeah, they got the week off. So they'll, they'll play Florida uh, next Saturday. So Georgia riding a five game losing streak right now. So not ideal. Um, all right. So yeah, don't worry. We'll get to Missouri here in a minute, but uh, let's see. We'll get to some of your questions here quickly. Uh, and we, we're gonna There's one up. game we haven't really talked, and I don't know if you're saving it, but we, and, and I know it's not overs we're doing it, but it almost is, and that's a and Tennessee. Oh, yeah, we were going to talk about it. We're just going to wait for okay. it to be. Gotcha. I mean, we can go ahead and talk about it. I was going to put the score up, but we don't have to. Yeah, let's just talk about this game real quick. Um, don't, don't go on the road in the SEC. Just don't. Just refuse road games at this point. Like, save your travel money. Just stay home. Uh, if you're a top 15 team, just don't play on the road. Just just keep away. That's all you got to do. So, look, I said a minute ago, if A&M shooting like this, they've hit, what, 11 threes in this game, shot 41% from three as one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the entire country. Entered this game shooting 26.6% from three, 358th in the country. And tonight, 11 to 27, as I see it right now, for 41%. So if that's happening, if you get Rafford and Taylor combining for 50, I want to say, I don't know who it was. I feel like someone earlier said that exact number. Like they need to, you know, combine for 50. <laughs> I'm like, well, yeah. they did here. And so both pretty efficient getting there. And yeah, I mean, what did AM do too? Offensive rebounds, right? We always talk about it. Yeah. Best offensive rebounding team out there. I think the number I'm seeing right now, they got 13 of them, but that's where Garcia. We talked about Garcia in the preview, did we not? I don't know if you were on there with us, but yes, we um, did. He's he is very under. He had what 16 boards last time out. You mean in the last game or this game? In the last game, I don't know how many he's got. Tonight. He's got 16 in this game. <laughs> well, there you go. That's what I was going to get to. He's got eight, five, eight offensive rebounds. Is what I'm seeing right now. So, um, yes, yeah, so, I mean they're just attacking the glass, which is what A and M does. Yeah, he had 18 against Missouri, or she's 16 against Missouri. Yeah, you're right. Um, just an absolute beast. So, yeah, I mean, it's... Well, there weren't as many to be had tonight because they hit shots. And <laughs> yeah, they made shots. I, I, I was, about two weeks ago, I was... I'm not going to say I was going to throw the towel in on AM because I said, hey, look, there's always a chance, but until they can start hitting some shots, they, they might squeak into the tournament, but they're not going to go far. This is looking like the Taylor and the Radford that we saw a year ago. And yeah. you throw in contributions like Garcia there. Now they're having a dunk show here as we wrap this one up, it looks like. But, I mean, if, if that's the a team you get, then okay, that that's all of a sudden – that goes from not just the team that you get in the tournament, but that's a team that could be standing in the second weekend. Yeah, I mean – there's no doubt because we always said like that's why I've always kind of kept AM in the conversation, although it's been hard to watch them at times. I'm like, when you have a player like Wade Taylor 
And you know when Tyrese Bradford's on the floor. Remember, he missed a few games there in the middle of the season. Um, you know, you still know what you're capable of when you got those two guys leading the way. Like, they're two of the best out there. So if you get them both going at the same time, um, yeah, like it's just I, – I think it's something where you're not banking on them shooting the ball like this every night because that just has not been the case at all this season. It's been the complete opposite where they've not been able to hit anything. But now when you look at it, right, it's talk, just kind of try to build some momentum off of this. Because, um, like, how could we have predicted? You look at the last four games they played. I, mean, I think we brought it up in the preview. 22% against Missouri from three, 30% against Ole Miss from three, 27% against Florida from three, 24% against Missouri from three. Like, this team is just not – they were just due, right? <laughs> just due to, to have a good game somewhere, and it just happened to come against one of the best defensive teams out there in Tennessee. So Well, and I think that they beat Florida – 67-66, and I know we said this, that, okay, Missouri's awful, but sometimes you need a little confidence against somebody, and there's not easy confidence boosts any night in this league for the most part. No. And the, the offense looked pretty good against Missouri. I mean, say what you want about Missouri, that that's a team that's still playing hard. It's not giving up. I mean, it may have tonight. I haven't watched much of that game. That's getting out of hand late. But that felt like just with – with Radford having played well and, and strung together a few double-digit games and that offense looking as smooth as it looked in a while, it, it felt like – now, I, I did not see 80-something points coming against Tennessee. But th- there were some signs there, and, and now I'm a, I'm, I'm back on board with these guys. All right, well, we know what Sam thinks If, if when I ask this question. <laughs> um, we get to, just going to let Sam's comments just kind of filter onto the screen here. Um, but <laughs> man, you, you should see my text from Tennessee fan buddies of mine tonight. Everybody, it, this, that, that fan base, I'm sorry. You guys are a little bit crazy because th- they hit the panic button at, <laughs> at the drop Sam, of a don't, hat. don't let him talk to you like that, Sam. Don't let him talk to you like that. I'm trying to talk them off a ledge and do them a favor. I don't, you all get a mulligan like every now and then. Everybody's no. They don't. The, the I mean, March, it, it, it was called the, the dump March at the trauma. a couple weeks ago. No. I mean, it like, just, it's, th- that, it's that the, fan base is too traumatized. That every time this happens, they just they just want to go slit their wrists. Well, don't do not do that. Um, I mean, we saw how they bounced back against Kentucky after the South Carolina game. They managed to pull out the Georgia win after the Mississippi State game. Um it's just, I said, it's just, it's life on the road in the SEC. Like, you're going to have games like this. And think about two. What did Florida and, what did Florida and Texas A&M have in common today? Not just that they beat the opponent, but going into the game, what they have in common. Desperate. Both teams are yeah. desperate. Like, they are just full-on desperation mode for Florida and Texas A&M because they're right there on that NCAA tournament line right now. If you, if you made the selections today, you wouldn't be fully confident that you're going to get in. Both teams, I think. You probably would if you're Texas A&M. A little bit closer, but you wouldn't be 100% sure. And so desperation mode, both needed a huge win to add to it, and they just came out and played some of their best basketball of the season. And so I think you have to chalk some of it up to that. Are there yes. still things you can take away they, from they this? They called and be A&M's best game of the year. It's a Saturday night game. There's going to be more people mm-hmm. in the building. They're fired up. It's on T. It's on ESPN. It, sometimes well, I sometimes you just have one of those days, and I, I really, 
I really think that's all there is to it. Well, clip we'll this see. if I'm wrong and, and Tennessee face plants and, and make fun of me, but I really don't read anything more to it into it than that. Yeah, I I'm not overly concerned, although I understand the hesitation and concern from Tennessee fans. Uh, I'm just not overly concerned because I think these are just the kind of games that happen. Um, so connects didn't have his best game from an efficiency standpoint. Uh, you know, Ziegler had what 15 or something, but no one else really did a whole lot. And remember too, A&M's a team that like we talked about, they're going to get to the free throw line. They're going to get teams, you know, going to try to get teams in foul trouble, all those kind of things. And yeah, Tennessee just did not, they couldn't match A&M's everything here. <laughs> I mean, just, A&M was just better. So well, and um, then and then when Tennessee tried to catch Sam. up late, they tried to press, and that's not a team that you're going to beat easily with the press with their guards. So it led to easy buckets on the other end, and it just got worse. Yeah. Well, Sam, we'll we'll let you know who you're going to lose to when we get our bracket. We'll we'll give you our picks and let you know who you're going to lose to. Um, but. Anyways, all right, let's get to just quickly. We're going to spend 30 seconds on this here. Mississippi State, Missouri is not over, but it's over. Um, boy, it, I think it is may actually may be over now. Um, I, how I think asked it. Um, let's see, where is it? Uh, we'll... uh, the, the Bryce Drew specials on the table for this team, I believe. Oh my gosh, don't say that. I've, I've told you this is going to be the setup. Just. After everything my client did so well last year to get this team in position, it's all just become an absolute nightmare this season. The injuries, uh, the lack of just overall depth, the lack of scoring. Oh my! Uh, East I, I knew didn't this play tonight either. East so didn't play again tonight. So three of your top five players, you know, have not been a factor in multiple games now this season. Two of them for months. Uh, when you think about Caleb Grill and John Tanjay. So just a brutal, brutal season for the Tigers. I know some people want Dennis Gates. Um, here we go. Carlos is going to put it up on the screen. I didn't have to put it up for you guys on the banner. 71 or 75-51 final. So uh, there you go. Or is it, was it 75? No, it, they scored more than that. I don't know. Um, 75. Okay. Uh, I was like, wait a second. Surely it's not 86. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't have a great answer for you guys. I mean, I just, I watch this team and I just, I see the same thing that I've said for, you know, it's just, they can't score. They don't have the punch that they don't have a Kobe Brown. They don't have a Des Moines Hodge. And when you have factor in three injuries, two guys out for the majority of the season, they just, they did not have that room for error this year. And unfortunately it's led to a string of games where yes, if you look down their schedule, I don't know that they win one. Um, it just it does not <laughs> does not set up well for that. So uh, yeah, the problem the problem is the winnable games are on the road, like Ar- Arkansas on the road, yeah. LSU on those. Those are maybe winnable if you get those in Columbia, particularly Arkansas, because you just don't know. Yeah, they're going to care. Well, nice for Mississippi State to get a dominant win. They'll take it for sure, because as we said, Mississippi State's just trying to regroup from their record. Wise because they were, um, you know, that they're trying to rebound from that three and six start. Now they're going to have what back to back wins. Yeah, back to back wins. Then they get come back home. They, they get the midweek off, so they won't play until next Saturday. They play Arkansas. Then they get Ole Miss at home. So I told you when they were three and six, I'm like, they're probably going to win at least four in a row here. Um, 
they go to LSU, get Kentucky at home. Those are all good matchups, I think, for Mississippi State. So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, it's – yeah. Um, I don't know what else to say. I mean, Missouri fans, yeah, you can you control me. You can do whatever you want. But, like, last year still existed. Um, but it's just – boy, they've had the – remember, you said it last year. They're like, what are they finishing Ken Palm and Luck last year? Like luck always plays a role up there. They were, they were way high up there this year. Even if it's not in Ken Palm, they're what they've been one of the unluckiest teams out there. Uh, so Carlos also brings up who had Cam Matthews. Is that Max? I think it was Max. Max going to have to be a runaway winner from what I can tell in the fantasy. We don't have the update. We'll get it to you on Monday. Here's what I want. How do, how do we get the Colorado, the, the, like the 2012 Colorado Rockies in the chat? We got Carlos Gonzalez. We got yeah, Garrett Atkins. Here. They're all They're both here. here. So, yeah, this is... Uh, we need Todd Helton. For, for baseball season. Let's get him in. Oh, boy. I don't think Todd Helton's watching the SEC basketball reaction show on a Saturday night. Um, but I'm just going to quickly go to this. Connor says Dennis Gates needs a clean house, clear house next season. Only bring back Bates and the three freshmen that use some NIL in the portal. Well, I think you're they're gonna you're going to see that happen because you know what they have coming in elsewhere. And, you know... All those guys aren't coming in just to to hang around. Uh, we know why they're coming in. And, yeah, I think you're going to see a huge roster shift next year, um, without question, at Missouri. All right, Chris, we're going to bring this one up. This is your your go-to. We're just going to, like, do these rapid fire because they're all the same question. Clay <laughs> wants to know, is stack out of the SEC season? Sam wants to know, Chris, is Jerry going to get another extension? Big halftime lead today. Um, and then <laughs> this person right here, I, I don't know who this is. Chris wants to know, will Candace bring uh, Jerry? Chris, Carl? I, I don't know who that Who's is, that? but um, see that guy comment every now and then. But boy. Oh, it's too early to know. I, I think they oh, want to keep him. I really do. I, I think they've got what well, they got Georgia and LSU ahead of the schedule at some point. Don't I don't put it past him? No, I, I'm not making a prediction, but I'm just telling you, do not assume that he's going to be gone. Could could be wrong, but I wouldn't assume. Now, if they go if they go one and seventeen and lose in the SEC tournament, then I I don't know how you you do that without the the pitchforks and torches coming out. So, mm. but I'm not paid to have that job. Mm. We'll find out. Um, Logan thinks the uh, Arkansas game looks like a massive trap now for the Vols. Mm. We'll no. see. I don't know, man. I, this is life on the road in the SEC. You never know. You never know. So, Yeah, but our, Arkansas is not going to splash 14 threes or something out well, of the box to beat them. We didn't think A&M was either. But is that game – Well, but okay, and I, I get it, but at least, at least A&M's got – a little bit of the history of that, even if it's maybe a year back of guards shooting well. Yeah. I think well, that's the difference. Let me just that, that so name's a lot better. We're but. putting the finals up on the screen of all these games. So I have to do it for this one. Carlos Gonzalez gave us uh, the final for the other game. So I won't put that one up, but um, it is final Texas A&M 85, Tennessee 69. So if you're just skimming, looking for us talking about this game, we actually did it before we put the score up. So, Travel back a little bit using the rewind button, and you'll be able to see it there. So there's your final from College Station. So 
All right, guys. Anything else? We're going to hop off and list your two or three minute warning here if you want to ask us any more questions. Also, do us a favor. If you're in here, you've been watching this the entire time, or even if you just jumped in and you enjoy talking SEC basketball, you like your team. How about this? If you like your favorite team, hit the like button. That That is supporting your favorite team and also us here at Southeastern 14. So hit the like button for us. That really helps us out. Hit the subscribe button if you're here for the first time. Do that for us. You can leave a super chat. That is all it is, a donation to the channel. You can ask a question. We'll bring it up on the screen. You can also join our It Just Means More tier. I don't know if Blake's still in here. I don't know if other guys that are in our It Just Means More tier, but $3.99 a month. It's the donation cheer or cheer tier here at Southeastern 14. You can also we cheer, some cheer for some if teams. you would like. Uh, and it helps us make more videos and do more live streams for you guys. And we've also got some fun stuff. Um coming up for you for members only in that $3.99 tier. So there you go. But Let's get a location right. check for people in the chat. Tell us where you're from. Yeah. Tell us where you're from. Um, we we know, we know a lot of the allegiances here, but don't, don't give us your addresses and stuff. Chris is not no, asking, that, for, your address. not asking for that. What, what, I don't know what he's doing over here, but um, <laughs> by the way, Blair earlier brought this up. Computer numbers are pointless. I just want to bring that up as well. I, I tend to agree with Blair here. Um, everyone can see that South Carolina is better than net ranking. Yeah, get that net ranking out of here, right? I think we're all on yeah. board with that, unless you're one of the teams that was in the top 10 today on the SEC, which I think was three. But anyways, um, yeah. Andalusia. So. I had, had relatives from down there. There you go. Been there before. Chris over here. Nice people yeah. down there. Listen, don't hand out your addresses on the internet, folks. Don't do it. My goodness, what's Chris doing? He's lost control here. Um, anyways, well, we're going to hop off, guys. We always enjoy the discussion. Um, again, I, yeah, this is a wild SEC season. Alabama, South Carolina sitting at the top. Tennessee and Auburn now have three losses. Florida's making a move. Kentucky may be making a move in the wrong direction. A&M's making a move. We got a lot of fun stuff here in the stretch run of the SEC basketball season. So, all right, Chris, wrap it up. All right, wrap it up. B- biggest biggest shocker of the day, and there were many to pick from. I, I think I think Tennessee getting beat the way it did was probably my biggest. I just didn't see that coming like that. Was shocked that A and M won. I mean, I, I was I was I was really surprised to see Florida handle Auburn the way it did, and surprised to see. Gonzaga win and rub, but I think just if we're going for the whole way that everything played out from start to finish, I think AM coming out like a house on fire offensively, seizing control of that one and never really letting up might have been my biggest surprise. Although you, you flip a coin between that and what Florida did to Auburn. So if it's not Kentucky losing a third straight home game for me, this is a very simple answer. Because I sort of thought that Florida could do what it did to Auburn. Maybe not to the that extent, but I, I thought that was coming. Um, easily. Texas A&M hitting 11 three-pointers. Yeah. My biggest surprise of the day. I just – I did not see that coming against this Tennessee team defensively. So, yep. The, the, the really – the only ho-hum here was, again, things about today where Alabama scoring a ton of points and South Carolina winning again, which we just expect anymore. Yep. The Gamecocks. Keeping on, keeping on. Lead. Oh, gosh, Sam. Sam. All right. Go to bed, Sam. Go to bed. <laughs> Regroup after this loss. <laughs> you gotta go to you gotta go to Fayetteville on Wednesday. 
<laughs> get ready for that one. So, oh boy. All right, Chris, we're done here. All right. Thanks for watching Southeastern 14 presented by Bet Online. God bless you. Have a great weekend.